Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Chugging a whole whispering angel. In. That was the last. That was, that was the last alcoholic drink I had. Was whispering angel. Wilson really? Cruz. Wilson yeah. Cruz. Oh, hey, I just jumped right revealing in. Revealing a secret. <laughs> yeah. Stars, they're just like us. Whispering angel. And just, just like, like Malia Obama. Obama. Yeah. That oh. was the last drink you had. Was. When was that? Uh, June of twenty. 20- 17. Wow. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. if you listen. I just decided I was done. Like, Donald Trump's still president. No better time than to break it open I again. Mean, Don't mean to be an enabler. Listen, yeah, actually, it was a drinking solution for him. It was. A, yeah. I, I hate cardio. Uh-huh. Oh. So I was like, what is the carb I can really easily get rid of? I was never a fan of alcohol. Did not ever have a good reaction to it, oh. as my friends will tell you. Okay. Um, so now I just smoke pot. Oh. There you go. We could, have, we could have brought some of that. Sean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any on me. Who brought some? Hmm? I don't no? actually smoke it, actually, because it's not good for you my You eat voice, it. I, have I, some, do. Yeah. I have some dog CBD oil. Could I rub some on your you can rub it I don't know, pectorals? Or whatever. Yeah, sure. Listen, can we talk about our love story first? Please. So they paired us just totally randomly to host something at the, the LGBT Center. No, it was the Gay, gay Men's Course. course. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And we just fell in love. We did. We never met. And no, we, we met backstage. We were. We should be hosting the Oscars. We oh were my fantastic. God. <laughs> well, they need a host. So much better <laughs> choice than the one they had. What did I, what did I say? What did you say? <laughs> what did I say? But anyway, you were. have always been uh, just smart and funny and hilarious. And uh, oh, the We pressure. just fell in love. And then we... Uh, and so now you're huge. Back then... <laughs> We were, a, we were both ingenues. Right, we, I was just trying to pay the rent at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So where can we, just because we need to geek out, can we have some Star Trek music? Because I didn't, maybe because I'm not drunk no, yet. I could do Can you do it with Star your Trek left hands. hand? Where, are you left-handed? No. No. Mm-hmm. See, I can't do it now. I can only, I, I can't do it with my right. I have to, I mean, I can do it, but I have to really be mindful. But I can do it with my left because I'm a lefty. You gave us a tip for to do yeah, the Star so Trek Yes, if you hand. extend the, the thumb, it'll help, ex, you know, make help you with the other stuff. There you go. There you go. <gasps> kind of. I did it. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> I did it. Let he's like, have it. Uh, I, I, okay. He's like my, <laughs> small he's like my non-creepy <laughs> Olympic gymnastics coach. You can do it. You can do it. You can, I did it. You did it. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. a ten, ten Everyone listening around. will believe you. All right. Well, you are in a room full of nerds, so I'm one of them. I am not. I, I have to confess, I am a U fan. Yeah. I am not a Star Trek 
whatever fan. Mm-hmm. But that, mm-hmm. obviously, you're lots of stuff. You're famous for lots of things since I knew you last. But <laughs> uh, Star Trek is. This is really kind of uh, an amazing... It's not your daddy's Star Trek. No, but yeah. I mean, but actually, but it is. It's your mama's. <laughs> <laughs> is there a your mama joke coming? No, it's just that it's, you know, there we have a female, a black female yes. uh, lead. And so it's your mother's. That was the joke. Uh, yeah. I, get I get it. it. I get it. I yeah. see what you're saying. Sonequa but, Martin-Green, the, no, but, the, the estimable. Okay. okay. But uh, here's the thing that in Donald Trump's America... Yes, please. Give me that entire bottle of Whispering Angel. <laughs> yeah, I picked a but really good time to stop. It was picking. a great story. Star Trek Discovery keeps progressive view of future in the Trump era. It, the EP said, we're creating a world that we would like to see. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like now more than ever, we need some yeah, but, you know, alternate universe. But Star Trek right? was always that. Star that's Trek what I'm was saying. Always but, but that's what I'm saying. About, it's not, when you said it's not your mama's, it is yeah. actually. Right, yes. But it's, it's right. It, it's not your papa's. It's just right. that daddy's different now. In the um, '60s, it was so progressive. It was, and you know the 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 themes of that of the '60s original series uh, were race. Yeah. You know, there were they tackled that issue over and over, and because that was the 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 issue of its time. Not that it's not now, but it was yeah at the height of the civil rights movement. Um, and now, you know, we are tackling other issues. Yeah. And this cast is ma- the one of the most diverse casts on television. Well. Okay, so as you said, black female lead, Asian captain, you're part of a loving gay, gay couple, couple, which yep, is... With Anthony Rapp. Who, dead, now you're alive again. Is this we'll first, LGBT couple, uh, first LGBT characters in Star Trek history? In, in television history. In television, television yeah. history. Yeah. Was, I wanted to get to that, in wow. television history. Yeah, in, in Star Trek television history. Um, because there was a, a moment in the last Star Trek film at the end where we saw John Cho okay. meet his partner at the yeah. end of the movie. Gotcha. But they haven't really explored that. It was just a moment at the end right. of the movie. But yes, we are your... We are your Star Trek gays. Congratulations. We're here, we're here for you. Yeah, we're only going where no Hello. one's gone before. That's, awesome. That's right. And some places, some men have gone many times. Well, you live in West Hollywood, so a lot of men, <laughs> a lot of men have gone there before. <laughs> this man, particularly. What? What? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, but this is, I love this whole uh, description. Star Trek Discovery debuted last year. When the trailer hit, internet trolls blasted the white genocide of the franchise. This is the whole struggle we're going through in Donald Trump's America. Yeah. This is you've been very vocal on Twitter, which I love you. I, I'm not even sure if I love you more in person and Twitter form and <laughs> contraceptive foam and <laughs> dessert topping form. I love Wilson Cruz in every form, and I always have. But but anyway, but you talk about gun violence. You talk yeah. about, and we keep saying this, right, Travis, on the show almost every day that all of this. All of these mass gun violence, it's always someone, first of all, there's always misogyny, and there frequently is racism and homophobia. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been an advocate for gun control, yeah. um, but I also lost a family member in one of these tragedies, mm-hmm. and it brought it I did not even know closer that. to the home. Yes. My, um, my aunt um, was killed at Pulse. Oh, oh my god. My god, I did not know I, yeah, that. Yeah, no, I talked about it publicly at the time and I don't, you know, I I I wanted to be about her, right? right. And, and those pe- 49 people who were killed that day, that evening. Um she was there with her gay son oh. and she died protecting him. Um Oy. And so you can only imagine, you know, what yeah. the family has gone through since then. But um but the point being that um well, so I don't know why in all the stuff that I know about you, I, I did not know that. I am so sorry. Oh, I, mean, I remember, thank you. I, rem- I mean, I'm sure for you, but I remember 
that particular one. It's gay pride. Waking up. Yeah, right. it was and, gay and, pride and, like, that you know, day in Los Angeles. Your eyes are focusing in the morning. I'm like a thousand years older than when no, I knew you. Not. But I, my, your eyes are focusing in the morning. And I thought like, I didn't, did I read 50, 5-0 people? Kill, like, you know, you think you're not like really. No, it didn't seem real. It didn't, it didn't seem real to any of us. And, you know, we were getting information really slowly. Um, I found out clearly about, I found out about the tragedy first. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the actual incident first. And then it was a club that I was familiar with because my parents live in Orlando. Yeah. And it's a club that my aunt and her son had invited me to go to when I had visited in the past. Wow. Um, so I was familiar with it. You know, my brother grew up in Orlando, so and he's also gay, I should say. And so yeah. he, we all knew about that. There's a lot of gays. Yeah, you got a lot of gays. Yeah, we're doing our part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you're not. What's the word? Born that way. Right. Um, so anyway, so I knew about it, and so I mean, you are born that way. So then Sorry. my mom, my mom called. Uh, you know, about 20 minutes after I had heard the news, and she said Brenda was in the hospital. That's all. That's what we knew. And by the, I was going to New York that day. Um, and when I got on the plane, I found out that she had passed oh. from her injuries at the hospital. Wow. Or she had been pronounced dead, I, I should say, at the hospital. Um, wow. So anyway, it really brought it home. And then, um, you know, Parkland. Yeah. Right. But wait, wait. Let's just yeah. for a second. That guy, that particular guy yeah. was a self-hating gay. Am I right? I mean, we don't know this that. Is what we, I don't what know we that we know that best- for sure. He was he was definitely misogynist. He domestic violence, like For we sure. always see. That we do yeah. know because yeah. his partner at the time has said that. But I think there was a lot going on there, and I don't yeah. I don't think it was an accident that he yeah. chose a place that was um, predominantly people of color. It was an it was an LGBT Latino, yeah, African American um, centric evening. You know, one of those nights. Yeah. Um, and I think he was familiar with that. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know but what I mean? mean? Right, right. Crazy is crazy. And I, you know, we've gotten to know Fred. I guess crazy is not a good word to use. I'm just saying clearly yeah. something was yeah. awry. Crazy is well, a good word. No, but there's a, uh, there's a through line, right? I mean, it's right-wing extremism. Mm-hmm. And the media does not cover it as such, and they should. You know, that, it, yeah. that Parkland, because I just, you know, we've gotten to know Fred Gutenberg, who I just mm. love. And it, but I mean... That well, guy, I had to Google it because there's been so many. I was like, okay, which one was that? Here's oh, my thing. Oh, I get. Oh, yeah, swastikas on his guns. I hate N words on his right. backpack. Mm-hmm. A history online of anti Mexican, anti immigrant, anti gay, anti black. Yeah. Here's my thing <laughs> about this is that um, clearly we are in an, an era and a time when um, people who have these views feel um, like they have permission now. To use this language and and, and and use the excuse of of anti political correctness as right. a reason Trump does and an it. ability to do it right, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about him specifically and the people yeah. who support his willingness to go there, right? And so they feel that you know it's just it's just words and they're not doing anything. But my point is that their language, the language around that they, they use around this issue and about violence and about women and about trans people and yeah. about LGBTQ people. And um, uh, and and th- using um, religion or conservative uh, religious right language to justify uh, these outdated views is causing the atmosphere yeah. that we are in right now. And what's the difference between the pulse shooter and his religious extremism that hates gays and it wants to you know suppress it, women and and the right wing extremists right. in this country that it's, hate gays? Right. 
if I could throw something in that like you probably both don't know because this just came out in the Washington Post about 20 minutes ago. Oh, dear. Uh, self-proclaimed white nationalist planned mass terror attack. Government says, I'm dreaming of a way to kill almost every last person on Earth. The first paragraph is, a U.S. Coast Guard lieutenant, lieutenant and self-proclaimed white nationalist has been arrested by federal investigators who uncovered a cache of weapons and ammunition in his Maryland home. The authorities say he stockpiled... Um, to launch a massive domestic terror attack targeting politicians and journalists. And he had been Googling things like where democratic, do democratic, democratic politicians. Yeah. Right. Because. Sorry, that's, this is because yeah. when the, but when, it didn't when the, happen. we but, stopped it. Right. Be, but this happens. This guy can do, can feel he can do these things because the president gets up on national television mm -hmm. yeah. and talks about both sides. He, embol yeah. he emboldens, he emboldens them and yeah. he gives them permission. And he said, and he lets them by speaking in that way, gives them permission to continue to speak this way and act upon yeah. these things, right? He, they feel he like is, they're helping I, their cause. I'm the, I feel like I'm the only one screaming, um, Wilson, half the time about this synagogue shooter. Mm. His exact motive was this, the conspiracy theory that Trump was espousing, that George Soros was funding the caravan. Right. That Jews are funding the caravan. Right. And it, it just... Um, right. I don't know how much more dangerous this has to get before the media starts but calling it out this, for what it is. He does this with everything right? right he talks about that he's fixing immigration but in order for him to fix immigration he has to break it first yeah yeah he, he created the national emergency for which he thinks he has to that, that he thinks he needs to fix yeah right so he he breaks stuff and then he calls himself a hero well, yeah. to his base that, that's yeah. what dictators do yes exactly yeah. dictators throughout history have done exactly that so uh, let me okay anyway. so it, it, this is interesting just that you're i don't know if some trumpers get that it is fictional star trek Mm. <laughs> right <laughs> but they uh, all, as i was saying internet trolls blessed the white genocide of the franchise um well, your, you, your ep said the spirit of trek itself is one of inclusion of universality yeah. of equality i've said this before it seems antithetical to me to embrace trek without embracing that and you were mentioning travis in 1966 right i it did boldly go where no series went before at the height of the cold war the midst of the civil rights movement mm -hmm. Uh, the crew of the USS Enterprise included a Russian navigator, a Japanese helmsman, a black woman as communications officer. Um, so first interracial kiss and on the TV. first interracial, first interracial kiss. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what it's famous it, for. It, you know, Gene Roddenberry wanted to present the world as he believed it could be, mm -hmm. right, in right. an ideal world, and in in his vision, and I share it with him. That world is a place where all of us. No matter our race, our sexual orientation, our gender, our age, um, where we came from, how much you know, how much wealth or non-wealth we have, um, bring to bear all of our gifts in order to create a society in which we yeah. are all accepted. That's well, what. That's the vision. But this is why I think, in some ways, you know, if you want to call it escapism or whatever, or escapism, escapism, escapism. from Trumpism. This is why this is we had Mary McDonnell on from Battlestar Galactica. Which is a darker people, look at the world. Right. right yes. People like we want to put them all out the fucking airlock, man. Yeah. We want to well, go, you know, we want to go where Star Trek these is. These are the, these are also people who believe that the inclusion of people of color and women is the exclusion of white men, right? So, right. you know, they you know they think because there are LGBT people and people of color and women on the show that we've taken jobs from white men because you know they're suffering. I don't know if you've yes. heard this. Oh they're yes, having a mm -hmm. hard time. Oh, listen, we did the story of little Benton today, whose <laughs> RNC connected parents are very. Oh, are you doing the tiniest violin? Thank yes. you. Seven year old Benton mm. is selling hot chocolate, Wilson, mm. to pay for Donald Trump's wall. Oh, not brainwashed. 
His RNC connected parents want you to know that every dollar will go to the wall. Mm. And please don't judge Benton and stop calling him a little Hitler. Yeah, people who drive by <laughs> call him little Hitler. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it goes steps, yeah. You know, not enough of little white boys named Benton being bullied is talked bad. about. I feel bad for little Benton. I don't blame <laughs> little Benton. I, I blame big Benton. Yes, the Benton, parents. Yes. Right? So hopefully little Benton will grow up yeah. and realize his errors because he'll form his own opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only hope I don't blame we'll marry him. a gay Puerto Rican man like well, him. Well, you know, he'd only Just be cause. so lucky. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Benton. I look forward to them losing their shit. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. You just created the controversy. Benton 7. You're talking about him getting married to a gay. Well, well someday. Way to do that. Someday. 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 We, want, we wish the best for everyone. That's right. That's what we're saying. We yes. Just 11 best. years from now. We have hope for his future. <laughs> I want, I'm not saying Wilson Cruz is going to be no, Mr. Benton. I'm saying no. some... I want him to... I, I want, for, just like any other child in the world, I want the best for him. And I think the best thing for Benton is to find happiness mm-hmm. with a... Another young little Puerto Rican boy. <laughs> and get the hell out of that house. Yeah. A boy like that, he kill yeah, your brother. Anyway. Okay, that's a different musical than Rent. Let's talk about... <laughs> Wait, 718's in the house, first of all. Brooklyn. Brooklyn's here. Whoop. Viva, la, viva la Puerto Rico. That's right. Listen, I did some time in New York. You did. Uh, but I, I love that your parents encouraged you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to you know, do theater, choice. which you started doing at seven, at Benton age. Yes. And then your dad was shocked when you turned out to be gay. Right. What's that about? Literally in tights from the age of seven. <laughs> Son, don't forget your leg warmers. You're what? Right. It's not that he didn't know. It's that he didn't want to know. Right? Yeah. Like, he just right. didn't want to deal. Um, he held out hope for way too long. God bless him. <laughs> right. But, um, you know... What I, my favorite thing about my father yeah. is who he is now. Well, I, this is what you I know? love. You told your, okay, so wait a minute. Let's, let, you, I, when you did My So-Called Life, yeah. obviously, you said I was still in the closet when we made the pilot, yeah. but I made an agreement with myself that if the show got picked up, I would come out to my parents. Oh, yeah. It took months, but you eventually got the call. And on Christmas Eve, oh my God, I did this too. We, my nephew and I both came out to our family. We called it Coming Out Christmas. <laughs> and what is it about Christmas? It's like Merry Christmas. Well, he asked me on Christmas. I like pussy. Oh, that was my so part, that was my Christmas. The issue. So part of the deal was because yeah. he asked me, you know, I don't know what, what it was. I mean, he clearly wanted he, he knew because he kept asking and he would right. ask my father drinks. I don't, right. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. And so he'd drink <laughs> and then he'd ask me and I would always deny it because I was living at home and I didn't want the drama. But um, part of the agreement was next time he asks me, I'm going to I'm going to tell him. And yeah. so I was holding my end of the bargain to myself because your mom was fine. Your dad yeah. threw you out. Yes. And I, yeah, and I, I, I lived on people's couches and in my car and whatever. I did what I had to do to survive the three months before we started shooting and uh, the series. That was mirrored in the series, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, Whitney Holzman, the creator and executive producer yeah. of My So-Called Life, and I have talked about it, you know, because this year is our 25th anniversary yeah. of, the, yeah. of, of the airing of the show. Yeah. And um, she doesn't remember knowing that, which is funny. And I believe her because we have this real connection that, she, I think she really didn't know. Hmm. It might have been in the ether, right? Um, and she wrote this storyline not knowing how powerful and personal yeah. it would be to me. And it ended up being better than therapy because yeah. I literally got to relive that experience, have all of those feelings, let them go, and leave them there. And in the end, my fa- when that episode aired, my father watched it without me knowing. Oh, wow. Oh. And then called me. While, while the um, 
uh, ending credits yeah. rolled because we hadn't talked in a year. Oh, wow. It was, it was literally the following year that yeah. the episode aired, December 10th. It was right before Christmas. And he called me and he said, I think it's time we talk. Wow. And because of that episode, not only was I able to walk through it and let it go, but it gave me my dad back. Yeah. And we wow. had the most... I wish somebody had videotaped or recorded that conversation because it was the most vulnerable and honest, boy was it honest, yeah. conversation I've ever had with another human being. Wow. It was scary. Wow. And I started it by saying to him, in order for this to work, for us to get to where we need to go, be at the end of this conversation, I need you to know that you can ask me anything. Yeah. Because I knew what his fears were. I knew what his concerns were. Yeah. Is, there, is there a machismo that, oh, absolutely. that you hear in the Puerto he needed, Rican culture? That he is needed like, to ask me yeah. some really uncomfortable questions. Yeah. And I needed to be able to answer him. Yeah. Oh, my mom and I went through that. She's yeah. like, well, Steffi, you're so pretty. Yes. <laughs> Don't you like men? Yes. <laughs> well, we're talking about my social I was like, life. yes. Right. <laughs> well, we're bringing it up. Uh, Mandy Patinkin told us that Claire Danes actually makes them listen to the podcast of this show. No. Remember that? Oh, yes. Mandy Tinkin called right. in. That's, that's right. amazing. Yeah. So they, they listened to the, our podcast on the set of Homeland. That's amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. So, sorry, I that's forgot. who I said, a fan of yours. Oh, Claire. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you Hi, and Claire, Winnie need to, I love you. You and Winnie need to do a new show called, I, I, I'm just going to spitball it, I don't know, yeah. like Cocksuckers Living in Cars mm-hmm. with not getting coffee, something. What? No? No. no. What? No. It took a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, the beautiful moment was over. It, it was, was time for comedy. It's time to, to laugh. See, he knows. Totally get it. <laughs> Although next time work on the joke, I'm just saying. all right. <laughs> yeah, that, all right, let's go back to poignant. Workshop that a little more. Let's go I'm back just, to poignant. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, no stick say... with it. She needs it. Yeah. <laughs> she knows I love her. She does. She, you know, I can get away with that. I know what I can get away with with him. Okay. Anything. Um, right. Exactly. That's our our love. But, it's a safe space. But okay, we're back to poignant because you did say I think about young people who are watching the show and I hope feel that their futures are being represented in this relationship, that they see our relationships are, are as worthy as representation as everyone else's. Yeah. I mean, people can say all they want, like, oh, you're just an actor, it's just fictional, it's just, but, but it's not to those, you talk a lot about, you actually tweeted this, gay youths are more than three times as likely to attempt suicide as their straight peers, yep. and a recent analysis found while transgender adolescents are nearly six times as likely to try to end their lives. Right. Like, that's not, and that's not you being self-important. That that's true. Those are facts. that people watch that and go, oh, maybe I can have a happy, successful life, and, and maybe I'll I shouldn't be, kill myself. I'll even be more specific. The way that our relationships are treated on television, for the most part, when we're talking about two men, are usually played for laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on this series. It is not, right? We're, we are part of a, the drama. We are t- the relationship, it's feeling, the p- feelings right. we have in them, what happens to us are taken seriously, just like anybody else's relationship. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that it's the first time anything like that has happened, but it's still rare. Yeah. And it's even rarer to have two openly gay men playing these openly gay roles yeah. in a drama. Yeah. yeah, And so when a young person watches this show, they don't feel like a joke. Yeah. They feel like someday they can be in a relationship that is real and has ups and downs and consequences and joys, just like anybody else's. Yeah. And that's the power 
of our show. Well, and was... also they can they can believe that you can be with a partner that could die and then come back to life right. the next season, that's which right. I think is a that's a, now that's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> as naked as the day I was born, I came back. Oh. By the way, in the time first for thing, Valentine's the, Day. The first thing you saw was my butt when I when I was reborn. <laughs> that's, that's when I knew there was a god. And well, that right. was my way of saying to the haters, you can kiss my kiss my ass. Ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. Kiss my beautiful if you're not subscribing to CBS All Access, now you have a very good reason. Or two, if you look at it that way. There might be even more reason on this Thursday's episode. Oh, oh really? So, um, okay. I'm now, just... I don't mean to imply that you are as, uh, were as pretentious as Benton, but you were not only uh, in theater at age seven, you were in a number of Shakespearean productions. I did not understand, realize that seven-year-olds had it. No, no, no. I, don't, I think that's... I think that's oh, is that later? The, I okay. think that's the Wikipedia page. Yes. yes. So yes. I didn't, I'm not responsible for what's on there. I just want to be clear. But in college, I just love We're picturing gonna you. It. I just love picturing you at seven. Just. Right, to be no. To uh. be <laughs> that is the question. Right. Line, I, you know, right? Line, <laughs> mommy, line. No, I, I, very early on, um, got to do some stuff that young people didn't get to do. You know, like in college, uh, because I went to Cal State San Bernardino, um, and. Which is not a big program, theater yeah. program, but because it wasn't a big program, I got to do stuff that I yeah. wouldn't ordinarily. I went be to USC to theater and I work in my fucking basement, so right. Well, <laughs> so anyway, and and then I was part of a troupe that that a Shakespearean troupe, and so I got I got to play Puck in <gasps> oh. Midsummer Night's Dream, which wow it was one of my favorite gigs. Um, I got to play Mercutio mm-hmm. oh. in Romeo and Juliet, um, and I did um, I I did a. It was a reading, which we wanted to make into a production. Never happened, but of um, of Hamlet, and I I got to play Hamlet. Um, wow! So you know, I mean, theater is my my first love. It's yeah, the place well, where I feel. Can the I just say rent? You know, because I'm not a Trekkie. Sorry, I love you. I don't. I'm not a nerd like him and him. But uh, Rent is like my favorite, mm. and you were fantastic. It it is. Um, let, me, let me give you five thousand six hundred seventy. 74 reasons why I loved you. Go ahead. No, All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> it was a dr- literally a dream come true, right? Like, as when I was a kid, um, all I ever thought about, I didn't think about television, yeah. except in terms of, like, when I was a teenager, I did watch Star Trek, and I was like, it'd be cool to be on Star Trek because I loved Next Gen. Yeah. Um, and I did want that. I did feel like I could maybe someday be, like, a guest star, is as far as I took it. <laughs> um, but I, the thing that I wanted more than anything was to be on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and my idol... Then and now is Rita Moreno. Yeah, ah, absolutely. Yeah. She's Puerto Rican. She is a torchbearer for my people. And in at her age, after all of these years, is still killing it on One Day at a Time on Netflix. Yes. So mm-hmm. she is. Yeah, she is my north star. And when I when I got to play when I got to do Rent, um, I felt that the character that Angel played when he was in drag was a form of was inspired in very many ways by Rita Moreno. And so I did my best Rita Moreno in oh, West Side Story yeah. every night when I did Today for You. And that's why there's so much, in my version of it, there was so much salsa and dancing and, yeah. and that kind of, because I, it was an, it was a, an homage yeah. to her. And so yeah. I literally at 25 lived my entire gay life. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm You're living so my best called, gay life right You're now. so-called gay life. My, I wow. mean, it was, and, and to this day, yeah. uh, there are people in my life, I mean, most of my friends I know because of, the, of that show, like Michael yeah. McElroy, who played Mike Collins, and I were just at Christmas. We were in Puerto Vallarta, 
Anthony Rapp, who I overlapped yes. with for a month on Broadway when he was getting ready to leave the, yeah. sh- the Broadway show for London, and I was just coming in from Los Angeles, overlapped and created a friendship that l- has lasted 20 years Aww. and is now the basis of this love story. Wait, and you were you intersected with the, you were in with Neil Patrick Harris, Neil right? Patrick Harris, with, right here in, in, in yeah. Los Angeles wow. at the Amundsen Theater, first at the La Jolla Playhouse and then the Amundsen yeah. Theater. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. Before a- he, before he was out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What was that like? Interesting. Yeah. He was growing. We were all, we were kids. We were children. Yeah. We were still like, you know, figuring stuff out. And, and my heart, you know, I, you know, my guitar is very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it has saved me many times. So, you know, I, I had a feeling, um, but uh, I was happy to like, see Doogie him. Doogie Hauser likes the, right. I had, likes the man's. Yeah. I was happy to see when he did come out that he finally did in that. Yeah. And I'm so happy for the life that he's made for himself. Yeah. The eloquent way in which he came out was so beautiful. Yeah. He's no joke. That man is a yeah. force. Well, we've all been through it. You know, I mean, I'm a, a thousand. I was. Uh, did you enjoy me in uh, Cocoon? Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, you, but, you and Wilford, you Wilford Brimley. Brimley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? We, we, got we to the both same. went to Wilford Brimley. Oh, same joke. Because right, you. you look just like him. Sure. I look, oh, thank you. <laughs> for, for the record, she is older now than Wilford Brimley was. In Could Cocoon. you cue up, That's right. bastard That's right. people? <laughs> and I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people. Because you're bastard people. Uh-huh. <laughs> hating, hating of the get. Watch out faces. or you'll get diabetes. You know I love you. Uh, just I just hate you, and I hate your ass face. <laughs> we all have our stories, right? When Chris and I started working together, yeah. I didn't know he was gay. I I, don't, I assume you knew really? I was gay, but I didn't really. I didn't know. Well, yeah, okay. You were like, all right. You you lived with a lady. A lady friend. Uh-huh. A we all have roommates. Roommate. We all have expenses. Uh-huh. No, but, you know, it's. I mean, we've all been through that where, you know, they marketed my you know, late night TV show, my first radio morning show oh, yeah. is like making men rise in the morning. Like, you know, we've all had that sort of experience oh, of, for sure. oh, this is going to fuck my career. I mean, listen, if I, yeah. nobody knows what it's like to be, how old was he? Like yeah. 10 or 11? Or I right. don't remember when right. he did right. Doogie Howser. Yeah. What yeah. must that have been like to literally grow up? Like, I was 19. Yeah, okay. You know, I yeah. was 19 years old when we did my so-called life. I was playing a 16-year-old. Yeah. I mean, but that's, he was that's where you played. The, you child. were the first openly gay actor to play an openly gay character right. in a leading role on a TV series, My So-Called Life. I, I was. Yeah. And I didn't know that until about 10 years ago. Like, I, nobody, nobody was keeping track of that stuff. Right. When you auditioned, was the character gay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that it was going to be a journey that okay. this kid was going to be on and that he was... You know, trying to figure out where he fit, mm-hmm. if he fit. You know, that that's that was my story, too, growing right. up. I told people I was bisexual. Yeah. You know, of course, they looked at me like, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, honey. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. When there's 19, you can do a lot. Right. And I feel terrible about that now because, you know, what does that say to bisexual people, right? That, yeah. that you know, that old trope of where, where you know, bisexuals yeah. are just a step to gayness. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not true. But Oh, my God. Do you remember? You probably don't. You've done a couple things. I, I haven't really done anything since we did that <laughs> thing together. But um, do you remember there was a bi joke in our oh. opening thing that we oh, did for the gay men's chorus? And they were like, oh, I don't know if you should do that. You made a joke and then I was supposed to respond to it, which was right. funny to me because I dated a lot of bi women. Right. <laughs> so, mm, right. But they were like, oh, oh, we have to, we can't, we have to say bipartisan. We can't get by, say bisexual, you know. Right. But, well, you know, I get, back then, I totally right. get it. And I have to be honest, you know, I am on a, on a trajectory of, of learning just like anybody else. Yep. And I was ignorant to 
my own language around bisexuality. And it wasn't until my friend Sara Ramirez came out and schooled me yeah. at one time when I really needed to be schooled. And so now I'm more sensitive about those things and I can hear how we can be dismissive of bisexual people and I, I'm growing. Oh, no, I'm not, bi- I'm not dismissive. I'm, okay. I'm overly You're attracted yeah, to them. You, solicitous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, Someone wrote me a woman and said, I, I have a, such a huge crush on you. I'm straight, but I'm on my second glass of cab. I'm like, if, <laughs> if it weren't for straight girls on their second glass of cab, I wouldn't have had any love life at all. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. a girl. Get, <laughs> it, get it where you can. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh, baby. What's going on with you? Wait, are you Nothing. dating, absolutely. married? What's happening? I have. Oh, my God. Let's go cruising. I have absolutely <laughs> zero to report in that area. I, I was, feel like I was really hoping you wouldn't ask because it's kind of sad. Oh, no. Oh, really? This is. <laughs> <laughs> she works in her basement. Right. This is yeah. Cobwebs. <laughs> There's that. I don't know. I, you know, I'm open. I, yeah. I just having this conversation with. Um, my therapist you're my wingman uh, no you're my new wingman let's okay go. I'm let's in. go man i just i am open like you know there was a time in the last seven years where i was very 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 focused on career i was running out of time is what i was i was having a midlife crisis where i was like wilson cruz if you're going to do this yeah. if you're going to have a career beyond what you've already done get on it right yeah. and so i made a concerted effort to make that my priority and when you make something a priority other things take a back seat yeah and so my dating life took a backseat. So now I'm in a place where I feel better about my career. Not that I'm not making it a priority, but I'm open to meeting the right guy. And I'm not in a rush about it. I'm like, yeah. And you're somebody, also hot and you're fucking Wilson Cruz. So I feel like those are. Apparently that doesn't matter. Those are um, in the plus Aww. column. Aww. But, but uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm telling, I'm actively communicating to the universe that they can now. Oh, yeah. Line up. Present oh, yeah. me with options. I've tried that, mm-hmm. but I'm not hot in Wilson Cruz. But all right. No, listen. but you're hot in Stephanie. Oh, That's thank right. You. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, but here's what I love, too, is that you have been um, not just an advocate for gay youth, but, you know, especially gay youth of color. I mean, yes. you actually, you don't have to do that extra work. You're a very successful actor. You could just sort of do your thing. But I feel like you really take into heart, like, not just stuff you played on camera, but that, that, well, that in a way, to use it in a way that really... Here's how I look Activism at it. Activism is, is not like for everybody. No. Here's how I look at it. Um, we live in revolutionary times. Uh-huh. These are revolutionary times. Um, I happen to be aware of it in the moment, right? And I've been aware of it for 25 years. Um, I lived through the AIDS crisis. I saw my friends die. I've seen how LGBTQ... Me too. My high school right. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. I've seen how LGBTQ people have... Um, gained more and more of their civil rights. So clearly we are in a moment of movement forward. And so when I get to the end of my life, yeah. I, I want to be able to answer my question, which is what did I do with my time? Did I spend it well? And if I have used it to advance um, the lives and acceptance of people of color and LGBTQ young people of color especially, just because they live so far on the margins of our society, then I feel like my life will have been a success. Yeah. Because you, when you when there is a revolution happening, you either sit it out or you get involved. Yeah. And this is too important. You, yeah, you can't be on the sidelines now. This is too you can't important. be cheering on the sidelines. Yeah. It's well, I mean, and does it depress people, you no. though how far we've come and then that we're 
No. Right for this moment in Donald Trump's America? I mean, listen, yes. Do I get depressed? Does this time um, weigh on I me? Mean, does it feel heavy? Absolutely. But we had a president named Barack Obama. That's right. And when all of this went down, um, he said some words that were really comforting to me, which was, you know, on the way, on the way to um, progress, there are always setbacks. And, you know, it's, it's, the, it's how our country works. There is the push and the pull. There is the pendulum that yeah, swings. Yeah, the arc of... Yeah, and so... What is that, the arc of the universe, moral something? The, the, the arc me. of the moral universe is long. Yes, but it, it bends toward bends justice. Towards thank justice. you. Oh, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, thank you. Um, and so, you know, so his his point and Martin and Mr. and Reverend King's point was that, yes, there are going to be times when we feel tired and, and it's overwrought and it's hard. But that doesn't mean that all of what we've done was not worth it. It yeah. just means it, it, it's a it's a time for us to regroup and recommit ourselves. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I feel is important about this time. If we can take anything, if there's any lessons to be learned here, and I hope there is, I hope it's this. So much of what we have accomplished in the last 30, 40 years, uh, we can easily take for granted and be complacent about. Yeah. If this time, if these few years with this person in the White House reignites our passion and reminds us that we yeah, have so maybe to be- we jump- that we, we have frog forward, after but that this. we have yeah. to be vigilant, right? Yeah. We can't just um, assume that because we've made progress that it'll stay that way. We have to actively fight to keep our rights, not yeah. just to yeah. gain them. Well, I mean, listen, we we always have Jill Weinbanks on Watergate prosecutor. Yes, and I know I, Jill. And I have one degree of separation with you again. I got to have dinner with Oliver Stone at Rob Reiner's, not to name drop, yeah. uh, <laughs> just a few weeks ago, and I Tell totally I forgotten you played J. Edgar Hoover's servant Joaquin yes. in Oliver Stone's I Nixon. Wow. Nobody eats melon like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, Jill always talks to us about how, you know, I, I mean, at least Nixon was our crook. Like the, yeah. This is way worse than Watergate, Absolutely. and I just have to believe, like, Barack Obama, I, I assume told you in person. He oh, does. Absolutely. He Calls smells me. like cookies and freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the, about the whole arc of the, the moral universe and justice, and we have. I mean, I don't. I, I assume you can't live every day without believing that. I do. I mean, uh, even though I, it's, some days you're like, oh my god, I like, walk out the door if I didn't. Yeah. Like no, today, no. we're like, holy fucking shit! I'm, I'm like texting everyone I know. What is going on? With Mueller, yeah. like is yeah, yeah. Barr shutting him down, or is you know because we're or hearing he rumors, up or, or is Barr helping him bring justice, or is he shutting this down? Like I mean, and we won't know right for a while. Right. Like, right. We have to see how this plays out. And right. Well, you played a lawyer in Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. What? Why don't you know what's going to happen? You're next AG. Um, because they wrote those words for me. Yeah. And I looked oh. them all up before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you could bring a little words. something you, you about... You play a lawyer on TV. You're perfect for the Trump administration. Right. Yes. Don't yeah. you think a sitting president can be indicted? I think so. Oh, I absolutely believe so. Well, and thank I, you. I don't think we're I don't think we're the only ones who believe that. Well, now that you said that, you're disqualified for being a CG. <laughs> yeah. In this administration. You gotta, you gotta, right. you gotta lie <laughs> to get right. on his radar. Right. You gotta act. But like right you, now, yeah. we do not live in the Star Trek universe. We live in a universe where, here's today's uh, breaking news. A teacher in Florida is under internal investigation after reading a book to first graders about two male bunnies in love. <sighs> they launched the investigation that after the parents Oliver complained. Yeah. Yes, after parents complained about the book, uh, the mother said, oh, could I have the tiniest of violins for whoever's, oh, Noah's mother. Noah. <laughs> oh, Noah. Who is, I don't know if aggrieved as Benton. <laughs> 
But Noah came home one day and asked us, is it okay if two male bunnies were to get married? We said in our beliefs, no, but we do not judge nobody. Okay, first of all, I judge her grammar because that... We don't judge nobody is we what We don't she judge said? nobody? Yeah. Really? Oh, Lord. Okay. First of all, bunnies aren't getting married. Right. They don't Anywhere. have weddings. Anywhere. Right. Okay. They, yeah. So, why are we talking about it? Because <laughs> John Oliver wrote that book and said, Not all the you. Kids I'm just saying, why are Bunnies they, why don't are, actually right. get married. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the premise is flawed. All right, Noah's mom. Here, here's Benton's mom. That could have been, been her justification yeah, that bunnies can't get married. <laughs> she doesn't have to say, Not in our beliefs. She's just say, Bunnies don't get married, son. Yeah, there you go. She could have left in the store. Bunnies. Because right. he asked, Yes, could, could two. What is it? Two, bunnies can. Bunnies. Two, two male bunnies can marry. Bunnies yeah, can like, actually. No, actually they, they can't. They can't pick no. up tuxes. They don't. No. Neither can cows. They all don't the, make tuxes that fit bunnies. All they do is. How do you do, put a ring is, on a bunny rabbit? All they do is fuck for God's sakes. Yes. <laughs> and that they're allowed to do. Yes. Still, apparently, <laughs> although we, we'll see if Travis has breaking news before we end here. Wilson Cruz, how do we follow you and worship you like I have for so many, many years since we hosted the thing back at the Fleuring Please don't worship me, first of all. I am a flawed human who's trying to be perfected every day. And when I'm done, then you'll know. You are magic. Because uh, I'll die. Um, but um, You are my angel. You can follow Not me. just angel from rent. You are my angel. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WCruise73 because I made that handle up before anybody cared. And now it's too complicated, but I'm keeping it. That's, okay. If Dylan's you, the same way. His email just you, has his, his birth year in it. And he's like, right. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I'm proud of my birth year. I am 45 years old. You're like, I wow. look good for 45. You're yeah, baby. I mean, got together. If you, like me, have 5,000, 2,500, 600 reasons to love Wilson Cruz and follow him on Twitter, do it. Please do. Go watch everything he does. He's just a. You can see Star Trek Discovery on CBS at All, All Access. Access right now? Yes, Thursdays at 5 30 p.m. on Pacific, 8 30 Eastern. Mm. On Netflix internationally. Oh, I don't know if we every time you do that, already following you. Every <laughs> time you do that, Angel from Rent gets his wings. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, guys. Come on. That's funny. Okay. I love you, Wilson. I love Cruz. you back. Thank you for having me. Thank Mwah. you for being here. Wilson. Mm. Wilson Cruz. Yeah. Woo!